0: Let's pray. Father, I thank you for this day. Lord, thank you for your word, Lord, and how it's changed our lives. And Lord, We just pray now for Pastor, Lord, that you heal him up, Lord. And we might even see him next week, Lord. We know you can do great and fast miracles, Lord, that we, can, we can't even comprehend. And Father, I just pray now, Lord, as uh, we open this book again, Lord, that you just touch our hearts. Lord, speak to us, make us. Help us, Lord, just to make a decision, Lord, to go forth and just live for you all the much more. I pray you touch each and every person's heart here today in your son's precious name, Jesus Christ. Amen. 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 First Kings chapter number 18. First Kings chapter number 18. And uh, so Elijah here. Man, I like reading about Elijah. I'd like to preach a uh, title. Of the message is the God that answereth by fire. In 1 Kings chapter number 18, everything is leading up to this point with Elijah. Elijah has prayed now and he's, he came up to Ahab and he said, you know, it ain't going to rain upon this earth for for three to, to, until I say it's going to. Which at this point, it's been three and a half years. And it's come down to this point that it says, and it came to pass after many days that the word of the Lord came to Elijah in verse number 1, in the third year saying, go show thyself unto Ahab and I will send rain upon the earth. And Elijah went to show himself unto Ahab and there was a sore famine in Samaria. So there's this drought going on. There's this famine. And everything's gonna lead up up to this day. The, all Israel hasn't seen any rain and it gets down to this chapter and this, I mean out of this chapter I don't know of any other chapter there, where there's not as many showdowns as there is in this chapter. I mean you got a showdown of Elijah and Obadiah in verses 3 through 16, where he goes over there and he meets Obadiah. And Obadiah was a great man. He feared the Lord, but he was just hanging out in Ahab's house. And some people preach that he was a backslider. And I say, fooey on them because, amen. His place was over there by Elijah was where the Lord had him. So I don't, you know, you can preach that all you want, but I don't agree with it. But it doesn't matter. But he has that showdown with Elijah. He encourages, or he, with Obadiah, and Obadiah goes over there and tells him the things. He 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 faces his fears and goes before Ahab and says, "You know who we found? We found Elijah." Oh, you did. <laughs> I mean, that's a big thing for Obadiah. He said we took a we took an oath to say if we found you, and we, or if we tried to hide you, and we, and we found out that it was against us that they, we we die. So it was a big deal. You got that showdown between Elijah and Obadiah, verses 3 through 16. 17 through 19, you got that showdown between Elijah and Ahab. You got the showdown between Elijah and the people, verses 21 through 24. And you got the showdown of Elijah and the prophets, verses 25 through 37. My favorite part is when... God shows up. You got showdowns, then you got to show up. God shows up in verse 38 through 46. And we'll pick up reading. I mean, I kind of left off way back when, when I was going through Elijah, I left off on Obadiah, and I'm just going to pick it up here. Verse number 17 says, And it came to pass when Ahab saw Elijah, that Ahab said unto him, Art thou he that troubleth Israel? I mean, you got to love old Ahab. (laughs) I mean, he just—they hated him. If there's one person in this Bible that hated Ahab or hated Elijah, it was Ahab and Jezebel. They just couldn't stand him. I mean, if you read through this, I mean, the next thing Elijah tells him was a great thing after the the fire came down and, and fell. And Elijah tells him, and Elijah said to Ahab, verse number 41, "Get thee up, eat and drink, for there is a sound of abundance of rain." This was after everybody fell on their faces. Because the power of the Lord came down and they knew it that who was the God of the answereth by fire then. And the very next thing, that was the same thing, and that would have been, I would have thought, a comforting thought to Ahab, because you're standing there just afraid, you know, well, God, please don't put a lightning bolt through me as the king that's responsible for all of Israel. Get the up, eat and drink. Oh man, I'm darn thank you. You know what I mean? That's great news. Great news, thank you, Elijah. I appreciate that. You'd think he'd have got right, but no, he doesn't. Matter of fact, he gets all depressed. Covets a G- Naboth's vineyard. Yeah. Jezebel comes over there. So what are y'all depressed about? Oh, I want that guy's vineyard, but you know I can't get it because he says he, it's it, I can't have it. So Jezebel writes the notes and has him killed. And. <laughs> And then, then all of a sudden he's happy. Oh, now it's mine. Ha-ha, oh, I'm happy. <laughs> Verse 21, chapter 21, I'll just read it. It says, And the word of the Lord came to Elijah the Tishbite, saying, Arise, go and meet Ahab, the king of Israel, which is in Samaria. Behold, he is in a vineyard in Naboth, where he has gone down to possess it. And thou shalt speak unto him, saying, Thus saith the Lord, Hast thou killed, and also take possession? And thou shalt speak unto him, saying, Thus saith the Lord, In the place where the dogs licked the blood of Naboth, shall dogs lick thy blood. And Ahab said unto Elijah, Hast thou found me, mine, my, oh mine enemy? I mean, this guy is just, he's crazy. He's nuts. I mean, but I just kind of like to, I like to kind of imagine that. I mean, there he is. He's like, yes, this vineyard is now mine. And he's in the vineyard that Jezebel set up. It's now his and he's happy. And all of a sudden he turns around and there's Elijah. <gasps> Like, you know, that, like you've seen the Holy Ghost. You know what I mean? Just, oh, no. And you know that's how it was. And they go, oh, my enemy. Now I'm depressed again. And I hated him. Look at, uh, turn back over there, First Kings chapter 18. And he says, 1 Kings, let me show him in the right passage. I'm in 19, I apologize. And it came to pass, verse number 17, when Ahab saw Elijah, Ahab said to him, Art thou he that troubleth Israel? And he answered, I have not troubled Israel, but thou and thy father's house. And the fact that they have forsaken the commandments of the Lord, and thou hast followed Balaam. You know, that's key. They've forsaken the commandments. You know those commandments, those ten commandments? And they followed after Baal. Now therefore send and gather To me, all Israel under Mount Carmel and the prophets of Baal, 450 of the prophets of the groves, 400 which eat at Jezebel's table. So Ahab went unto the children of Israel and gathered the prophets together unto Mount Carmel. And Elijah came unto all the people and said, How long halt ye between two opinions? If the Lord be God, follow him. But if Baal, then follow him. Then the people answered him, Not a word. Then said Elijah unto the people, I even only, I remain a prophet of the Lord, but Baal's prophets are four hundred and fifty men. Let them therefore give us two bullocks and let them choose one bullock for themselves and cut it in pieces and lay it on the wood and put no fire under. And I will dress it the other, and I will dress the other bullock and lay it on the wood and put no fire under. And call on the name of your gods and I will call on the name of the Lord and the God that answereth by fire let him be God. And all the people answered and said. It's well spoken. Yeah we agree with that. I like that. And that was the challenge. You got this challenge here. He says you know what. Make up your mind. How long halt you between two opinions. Verse, verse number 21. One guy. Verses 450. And the God that answereth by fire. You know Israel had forsaken that fire. You know why? Because they forgot about it. They forgot about those commandments. They forgot about He was the God that was on Mount Sinai that answered by fire. Remember that back there when the Ten Commandments? Turn over there, Exodus chapter twenty. Hold your place there in First Kings eighteen. Turn over there to Exodus chapter twenty. popular passage. Kids learn this. This is where the Ten Commandments come from. I mean, verse number 13, you got, thou shalt not kill. Verse number 14, you got, thou shalt not commit adultery. Thou shalt not steal, verse 15. Thou shalt not bear false witness, verse number 16. Thou shalt not cover at thy neighbor's house, verse number 17. I like verse 18. It says, And all the people saw the thunderings and the lightnings and the noise of the trumpet and the mountain smoking. And when the people saw it, they removed and stood afar off. And they said unto Moses, Speak thou with us and, and we will hear it, but let not God speak with us lest we die. And Moses said unto the people, Fear not, for God has come to prove you. And this fear may be before your faces that ye sin not. And the people stood afar off, and Moses drew near unto the thick darkness where God was. And the Lord said unto Moses, Thus shalt thou say unto the children of Israel, Ye have seen that I have talked with you from heaven. You know what, if you just to leave it like that, you wouldn't get a lot of it. You wouldn't get that the Lord just spoke with them out of the fire. But if you turn over there to Deuteronomy chapter four, turn over there. This is like, it's like a charge going into battle. Deuteronomy chapter four. Moses here, he's gonna, he's teaching the new generations before they're going into the promised land. And he's like we talked about in Sunday school, he's gonna tell him, look, there's some things here that you, we should never forget. Never forget these things that happened to our fathers. Never forget what happened to God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. We, we can't forget these things because God is gonna protect us. God is gonna bless us. God is gonna be with us as we go on and keep going on. And he gives him this speech. And he gives him a speech. And you know what I find out the most... I mean, my kids hate it when I keep repeating myself. <laughs> Amen. But you know what Moses does? He keeps repeating himself. i like, man, are you you're going to get over that, Moses? No, I'm not, because you need to remember it. Deuteronomy chapter 4 says, Now therefore hearken, O Israel, unto the statutes and the judgments which I teach you for to do them that ye may live and go in and possess the land which the Lord God of your fathers give you. Ye shall not add unto the word which I command you, neither shall ye diminish aught from it, that ye may keep the commandments of the Lord your God which I command you. Your eyes have seen what the Lord did because of Baal Peor, for all the men that followed Baal Peor, the Lord thy God, have destroyed them from among you. But, But ye did cleave unto the Lord, for your God are all alive, every one of you this day. Behold, I have taught you statutes and judgment, even as the Lord my God commanded me that ye should do so in the land where ye go to possess it. Keep therefore and do them, for this is your wisdom and understanding. I like that. Keep them and do them. Don't forget to do, because this is your wisdom and understanding in the sight of the nations, which shall hear all these statutes. Amen. We've heard them. And say, surely this great nation is a wise and understanding people. And I like how he says this, man. This is not just a read-right-through verse. This is like a, man, I'm excited verse. For what nation is there so great who hath a God so nigh unto them, as the Lord our God is in all things that we call upon Him for? And what nation is there so great that has statutes and judgments so righteous as all this law which I set before you this day? Only take heed to thyself and keep thy soul diligently. Lest thou forget the things which thine eyes have seen unless they depart from thine heart all the days of thy life. But teach them thy sons and thy sons' sons. And you know what he says on that next verse? What's that next verse? What's the next word in verse number 10? Especially that day. Especially that day. What day are you talking about, preacher? Especially the day that the Lord stood us before the Lord thy God in Horeb. When the Lord came, said unto me, Gather me, the people, together, and I will make them hear my words. That they may learn to fear me all the days that they shall live upon the earth. That they may teach their children. And ye came near and stood under the mountain. And the mountain burned with fire unto the midst of heaven with darkness and clouds and thick darkness. And the Lord spake unto you out of the midst of the fire. ye heard the voice of words, but saw no similitude. Only ye heard a voice. And I'm just talking about the God that answereth by fire. And these guys forgot about it. That there's a God that answereth by fire. He says, you've forsaken the commandments, Elijah. This is just like Elijah just taking the charge of it. You forgot it, you've forsaken it, and you followed somebody else. And Moses goes on. He repeats himself. Verse number 22, you know, we know Moses, he said, but I must die in this land. I must not go over Jordan. But ye shall go over and possess that good pet possess the good land. Actually, let me back up. I apologize. It's in verse number twelve he says, Only you heard a voice. In verse number thirteen, and he declared unto you that this covenant which he commanded you to perform, even the ten commandments, and he wrote them upon two tables of stone, and the Lord commanded me at that time to teach you statutes and judgments that ye might do them in the land where ye go over to possess it. Take ye therefore good heed unto yourselves, for ye saw no manner of similitude on the day that the Lord spake unto you in Horeb out of the midst of the fire. He says, you know what? There was never a day like that day. There's nothing been even similar, nothing been even close to the day that the Lord answered you by fire out there, and He gave you, and He talked with you, and you heard His voice. We can't forget this. Don't forget it. Verse number 22, But I must die in this land, and I must not go over Jordan, but ye shall go over to possess, possess the, the good land. Take heed to yourselves, lest ye forget the covenant of your Lord, which God, which He made with you, and make you a graven image or likeness of any other thing, which the Lord thy God hath forbidden thee. For the Lord thy God is a consuming fire. I like 29 through 31. But if from thence thou shalt seek the Lord thy God, and thou shalt find him, if thou seek with him all thine heart and with all thine soul, when thou art in tribulation, and all these things come upon thee, even in the latter days, if thou turn to the Lord thy God, and shalt be obedient unto his voice, for the Lord thy God is a merciful God, he will not forsake thee, neither destroy thee, nor forget thy covenant. Of the fathers which He swear unto, unto them. Boy, He's a merciful God, ain't He? But this verse right now. Verse number 32. This is that challenge. Just like Elijah. Just like Samuel. Tell me this day. He says, For ask now of the days that are past which were before thee since the day that God created man upon the earth and asked from one side of heaven unto the other, whether there hath been such anything as great as this thing or hath been heard like it. Did ever people hear the voice of God speaking out of the midst of the fire as thou hast heard and live? And I just imagine as Moses is telling all the people, he says, there that ever happened before? That God had just spoke to any other buddy that except for our God, our nation. And they're like, nope. It ain't never happened like that before. Cause he, God that answers by fire. Never happened before. Verse number 36. Out of heaven He made thee to hear His voice that He might instruct thee upon the earth. He showed thee His great fire and heardest His words out of the midst of the fire. He's just repeating himself. Verse 39, Now therefore this day and consider in thine heart that in the Lord He is God in heaven above and upon the earth there is none else. I choose you this day whom you're going to serve. How long halt are you between two opinions? <laughs> Chapter number five and verse four, that the Lord talked with you face to face in the mountain in the midst of the fire. And I stood between you at that time to show you the the word of the Lord, for you were afraid by reason of the fire. You know, some people are afraid of it. There's the hell. Better be afraid of that. If you're lost. Verse number twenty two These were these words of the Lord spake unto all your assembly in the mount of the midst of the fire, of the cloud and of the thick darkness, and a great voice he added no more. And it came to pass when we heard the voice out of the midst of the darkness, for the mountains did burn with fire that ye came near unto me, all the heads of your tribes and your elders, and ye said, Behold, the Lord our God hath showed us his glory and his greatness. We have heard his voice out of the midst of the fire. We have seen this day that God doth talk with man and He liveth. You know what? That's a great realization. When you come to a point in your life when you realize God's alive. You can go into the Catholic church and He's still up there on the cross like He's dead. And we got Easter coming up next month. He's risen. He's not dead. He ever liveth to maketh intercession. That's what the Bible teaches. He's not just dead on a cross. He died for my sins. But you know what? He's still a God that answers by fire. And we need that fire. This fire wasn't to be forgotten or forsaken. It was meant to be remembered. Remember to be written down. Binded. To cleave to it. Especially that day. That's what Moses said, especially that day when he gave him those commandments. He said, don't forget it. Don't forget when the Lord answered you by fire. Turn back over there to first Kings chapter number 18. That's what Elijah's saying. Said, you know what? You forsook his commandments in verse number 18. You followed Balaam. How long halt you between two opinions? Verse number 21. The God that answereth by fire, let him be God. Verse number 24. Verse number 25 and 26. Then Elijah said unto the prophets of Baal, Choose you one bullock for yourselves and dress it first. For you are many and call upon the name of your God, but put no fire under. And they took the bullock which was given and they dressed it and called on the name of Baal from morning until noon, saying, O Baal, hear us but there was no voice nor any that answered and they leaped upon the altar, which was made. And in verse number 20 says, they came to pass at noon that Elijah mocked them and said, cry aloud for he is a God. Either he is talking or as is pursuing or he is on a journey or peradventure he sleepeth and he must be awaked. I love old Elijah. I really love Elijah. He really appeals to my flesh a little bit. But I mean, as much as I like to say that, I remember I asked pastor, I said, pastor, and I was, honestly, I mean, I I was reading, I had a whole, I wrote a sermon out on the wise men and the wise men with Herod came up and they didn't come back. Well, Herod says, well, go search privily for the child. And then as you do come back (laughs) and the wise men, they just said, no, we ain't coming back. We're out of here. (laughs) And you know what the Bible says? Bible says, Bible says he realized he was mocked. That's what it says. Herod said he was mocked. So I asked pastor, I came up to pastor and I already, already kind of had the answer in my head anyway. So I said, Hey pastor, what do you think? Is it biblical you can mock people? <laughs> and you know, pastor, he's like, well, you know, and then, you know, it was just, it was a good question. We kind of had a little tee hee right? And then I asked, I asked another brother. Hey man, how's your sermon coming along? I didn't even tell him about it. This was like next week. He was actually, I was thinking kind of this mocking thing. I said, really? Amen. Word of the Lord. And if you was here at, at that uh, gift exchange, you heard that <laughs> message. <laughs> and if you, I mean, but that was the best part of that, by the way. We could have called that a, uh, what would we call it a re-gift? It could have been called a uh, lost and found <laughs> gift exchange. <laughs> but, hey man, maybe if you were a kid and you walked around with a five-pound gummy bear, you made out that day. But, hey man, best part about that was the message. You know, I like how Elijah just mocked them. He just mocked them. You know, not like mocking evolution. Certain things I'll mock. You just mock it. That's really what you believe. But at what point did this, did this start? Was Elijah just sitting there over here in the, in the side, you know, and then all the people are getting into it and he's like, you know, what's going on here? And then all the crowds kind of getting into it. Yeah. Or was it just kind of fading out a little bit? I don't know. But I know Elijah. He just come up there and he says, "Come on, where's your God at? Is he sleeping? Call it louder. Wake him up. Wake him up. He's on a journey somewhere. He can't hear you. Where's the fire? That's what we're waiting on. Where's the fire? Where's the fire?" Because he is the God that answers by fire. Verse 28, and they cried aloud and themselves, and after their manner with them knives and lances till the blood gushed out upon them. Amen. This is modern day devil worship. God don't ever ask you to cut yourself. There ain't no no Christianity out there. I cut myself for the Lord and where did you read that? You're over in Baal worship, buddy. Lord don't want you to do that. He was the sacrifice. He was the offering. Yeah. But some services they get crazy, get out of hand. they cut themselves, they cried. just crazy, just like the maniacadera. verse twenty nine it came to pass that midday was past, and they prophesied until the time of the offering of the evening sacrifice, and there was neither voice. Nor answer, nor any that regarded. That's a three point sermon outline right there. Their God can't answer by fire. You know what Baal is? He's sun god. He got all the fire in the world, but he don't exist. He's a nobody. He's a nothing. But I like this. I say that a lot. I, do. <laughs> I like this book. I was talking with my, I don't, this is the book I read. I didn't, I didn't do good in school. When I finally, wow, this book is great. I like it. I love it. This is the only thing that's changed my life. Jesus Christ changed my life. That fire that come in your soul and change it. I like this book. Elijah come over here and he says, and Elijah said to all the people come near unto me. And all the people came near unto him and he repaired the altar of the Lord that was broken down. You know what? I lo- Praise the Lord for some Elijahs. Or a preacher just come up and say, you know what? Come near unto me. Or a brother, sisters, just say, come near unto me. You know, that's what Moses said. Exodus chapter 19 and verse 7. Exodus 19, 17, right before the 10 commandments, right before they're going to see the fire. Moses says, and Moses brought forth the people out of the camp to meet with God. You know what? Come near unto me. You know, I'm grateful for my brother-in-law, Kevin. He's introduced me to some people, some preachers. Like Brad Whitbrock, Pastor Chuck Colson, Pastor Farley, Brother Dan Metters, Chancey McGee, Calvin. These preachers just come over and say, "You know, they're they're not going to push you away just because you're just a little guy and they're a preacher." You ever been around those preachers? I'm a preacher. I don't I don't have time to talk to you. Well, you know what I mean? What is that? But a preacher that'll just come, you know what? Come near unto me. Let me show you some things. Not just the baptism of John, but they're going to show you a more and better way. Am I making sense? Disciple somebody. And Elijah took, verse number 31, And Elijah took twelve stones according to the number of the tribes of the sons of Jacob, and unto them the word of the Lord came, saying, Israel shall be thy name. And with the stones he built an altar in the name of the Lord, and he made a trench thereabout, the altar as great as would contain two measures of seed. And he put the wood in order, and he cut the bullock in pieces, and laid him on the wood, and said, Fill four barrels with water, and pour it on the burnt sacrifice and on the wood. And he said, Do it a second time. And he did the second time. He said, do it a third time. And they did it the third time. And the water ran about the altar, and he filled the trench also with water. And it came to pass at the time of the offering, at the evening sacrifice, that Elijah the prophet came near and said, Lord God of Abraham, Isaac, and of Israel, let it be known this day that thou art God in Israel, and that I am thy servant, and I have done all these things at thy word. Hear me, O Lord, hear me, that this people may know that thou art the Lord God, And thou hast turned their heart back again. Then the fire of the Lord fell and consumed the burnt sacrifice and the wood and the stones and the dust and licked up the water that was in the trench. And when all the people saw it, they fell on their faces and they said, the Lord, He is God. The Lord, He is God. You know what? That fire fell. You know what? You read the people fell. You know what that Bible says? That Bible says every knee shall bow and every tongue will confess the Lord. He is God. The Lord. He is God. I'd like to just say really quick, three things that happened before that fire fell. Verse number 30. You know what he did? He repaired that altar. It says, and all the people came near unto him and he repaired the altar of the Lord. Note these altars up here on churches. You used to see them in back in the day and even revival and altars would just be filled. People crying. People making decisions. Tears be placed. Place where God spoke. Revivals that happen in their hearts. Verse number 37. That thou hast turned their heart back again. Decisions made, Bows made. There was a place for sacrifice and offering, verse number 33. And he put the wood in order and cut the bullock in pieces. You know, that bull for the sin. You ever just come up to an old fashioned altar and just. Ask the Lord to forgive you your sins. Amen, I have. And I brought my family up there. Lord, protect my kids. Lord, we just want to keep on keeping on for you. Lord, I don't want the fire to go out. Lord, I want to see your presence in our lives. Lord, may we not forsake those things. And just pray with my family at an altar. And that altar was repaired. A sacrifice was given of the bull. Place where you wanted God to be happy and joyous with you. When you left. Well pleased. Place where you gave what was in your heart. I like how Elijah does this. You know, this is the end of a drought, and he says, "You know what?" He says, "I know. We we just had the discussion here on the bullock, and we're just going to do the bullock." But he, Elijah says, "You know what? I know it's a drought, and I know it's a famine." He says, "Go fill fill those barrels. Go fill those barrels. Well, it ain't rained, and it ain't rained in three and a half years, buddy." fill up those barrels and go put them on that offering on that sacrifice on that altar oh but that's precious we did it do it again don't be weary and well doing he says go go do it again and do it a second time that's the water do it again. Do it a third time. It was precious to him. What's precious to you today? Would you pour it out to the Lord? Your kids. Think, old Abraham. Hannah. Give an old Samuel. Teach your kids about the f- God that answereth by fire. Third and lastly, there was a prayer. Elijah here, he prayed 63 words. You say, How oh, you know that? I counted them. <laughs> 63 words. That's it, before that fire fell. You don't even have to pray that much. I remember I was in a service, and pastor Chuck Colson. One of the most spiritual people. He's on my top five. He said, Pastor Chuck Colson, would you close in prayer? It's Chuck Colson's prayer. He goes, Lord. And it was just quiet. I'm talking a room two, 200 some people. Lord. Thank you. Amen. He meant it. That's it. And you know what was was most interesting? Everybody went, amen. You know what I mean? It was just like, oh, thank you. It was meaningful. It was a meaningful prayer. He meant it. You know what the Lord wants? Your heart. Verse number 37. Hear me. O Lord, hear thou that this people may know that thou art the Lord God. And thou hast turned their heart back again. You know that Bible says, Thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus and shalt believe in thine heart that God hath raised him from the dead. Thou shalt be saved. God wants that heart. God likes that heart. Luke twenty-four thirty-two says, Did not our heart burn within us? While He talked with us by the way and while He opened to us the Scriptures. Your heart burning today when you read the Scriptures? Maybe that fire went out. You know what? It's a fire that's felt. Did not our heart burn within us? You ever get excited when you're reading the Word of God? I do. I can't help it. It's hard for me to put a lesson together because I'll read a verse and I'll start getting all these thoughts and I'll start walking around, you know. I'll just sit down and, you know what I mean? I want to go. I, I, I can't explain it. I get excited. That spirit just comes in you. That fire comes in you and it just makes you alive. Maybe we need to repair some things. Last time you felt the warmth. You forsook the fire. You know, there's a confession. First 1 Kings 18.39. When all the people saw it, they fell on their faces and they said, The Lord, He is the God. The Lord, He is the God. Luke 24.32 says, You know, the confession of the fire that was felt when they opened their Scriptures. And it caused them to go through after that... Jesus rebuked them and caused them to go and walk through that darkness all the way out to that town to go tell others about it. That fire just burned within us. Willing to go tell somebody to leave a track. Tell somebody about the Lord. That He liveth. The Lord, He is God. The Lord, He is God. People dying, going to hell because no one want to tell them about the fire. What about you, Christian? You forsaken the fire? You know what, you know what we need? We need the fire. We need His power in our life. We need His presence. Not just in the church. We need it in our heart. That's what's gotta change. It's gotta change here and here before it's ever gonna change out there. That fire's gotta fall on you. Thankful. God, a change in your heart. We had the piano player come up, Brother Doyle. Dale. Please pray for revival. Pray for everybody. That'd been my prayer. Lord, it just touch our hearts. Two eighty. He's a merciful God. He's a gracious God. He's a powerful God, and He's the only God that rose again on that third day. And that Bible says He ever liveth to make intercession. You in this time of invitation? Go ahead and play, brother. First Kings eighteen twenty-one. He. He says, "How long halt you between two opinions?" We've all been there. But how long? Invitations don't always have to be you know weird kind of. You know what I mean? You can hear the word of God preached and and it help you. It's helped me. But like when low Elijah, he said unto the people, he said, "Come near unto me." And he repaired that altar. When those people come up to the altar and pray and they see, you know what they wanted? They wanted to see that fire. They just wanted to see that fire. When that fire came, it'll change you. It'll help you. God's always been there. God's always helped us. It's a saving fire. And you know what? You should never forget it. That day God talked with me. That day God answered me by fire. Amen. Brother Mike, you come on and lead us a song.